I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It, and you're checking out the program. Let me make sure I get the date correct. You're checking out the program on May 22nd, 2020, Memorial Day weekend. Before we jump in the weekend, I want to say thank you to Steeler Nation, and I want to urge all of you, as you are feeling that itch to get outside and celebrate during Memorial Day weekend, and because the weather is going to be pretty good across the country, I want to urge you guys to get out, do what you can, but still stay safe, socially distance, wash your hands, do what you feel is safe, and make sure that you take uh, in consideration your neighbor. Make sure you take care of yourself and you take care of others. Let the nation take care of the nation. So as you get out there, just be safe. Before I jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host of The Standard is The Standard and also my co-host of the Homer and Hater show. Unfortunately, for the last time this Sunday, uh, Jeff Hartman, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Jeff is moving on to DK Pittsburgh. I think it's called DK Sports. Um, He's moving on to bigger and better things. Big up to him for that opportunity. It is well-deserved. Also want to give a big shout out to the new editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, Deputy Dave. We're going to have to scratch that title. He is no longer Deputy Dave. He will be the head honcho. Dave Schofield, the Oracle. Big up to Big Bro Sco. And big up to Bad, who will be my co-host on the Homer and Haters show. And during the season, he will be my co-host as well for the Steelers post-game show. And during the season, I think we're going to rotate 
um, different people on the standard is the standard show. But we're going to keep bringing you all this fabulous content in all the shows. So don't despair. Don't feel bad. The nation keeps rolling on and keeps moving on. So if you like the show, you like the program, make sure you hit the like button. We've got about 25, 30 people in the live chat. Make sure you're hitting the like button. And also, if you want to get your question to the top of the queue, make sure you hit the super chat feature. Hate asking for super chats. So if you feel comfortable doing that, particularly in this economy with so many people out of work, don't want to urge or encourage you to hit that. But if you feel comfortable hitting the super chat button, make sure you hit the super chat button, get your question to the top. But again, before I jump into it, make sure you're staying safe this weekend, socially distanced, do your thing. You know, there still is a deadly virus out here. This pandemic is real. I know it doesn't feel that way because things are opening up, but continue to stay safe. Do your due diligence. Keep me safe. Keep yourself safe and keep the nation safe. But I want to jump into the title of this program. Yeah, I said it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win the AFC North. Now, we did a prediction show a couple of weeks ago, and I had the Steelers at 11 and 5. But I wanted to kind of make my prediction a little more mathematical. And because recently the strength of schedule rankings came out, and I think it's a gift and a curse in terms of ranking of schedules. But let me, we'll, we'll explain that more why I think it's problematic for the Steelers. Now, Jeff asked me, on the standard or standard this weekend, do I believe in strength of schedules and do strength of schedules matter? Typically, I would say no. But I'm going to amend my thought going into the 2020 season. I want to I want to change and be a little bit different. And I think strength of schedule matters. Now, the way the NFL does it, and let me give you the Steelers strength of schedule. And let me just give you why I think strength of schedule is a problem for the Steelers this year, although I think the Steelers are going to win the AFC North. According to strength of schedule, and they do it by opposition winning percentage, the Steelers' strength of schedule is 31st. Their strength of schedule that they play against, or, or their opposition's record that they play against is 117 and 139 with the winning percentage of 457. Baltimore has the easiest schedule going up against teams whose winning percentage is 438, record 112 and 144, and the Browns are 29th going up against teams that are 118 and 138 with a winning percentage of 461. And the Bengals, or the Bungles, as we lovably call them, their strength of schedule is 27th. The record overall they're going up against is 122 and 134 with a winning percentage of 477. That is a problem on its face for the Steelers if you just look at winning percentage because the whole division plays bad schedule plays a very favorable schedule. So bad meaning bad teams, favorable meaning they play a very favorable schedule because the schedules are easy according to winning percentage. So that's the negative thing for the Steelers. The whole division gets powder puffs, presumably. Until you dig into it more. So I took a dig into strength of schedule to try to quantify it a little bit. And this is why I think the Steelers are going to win the division. Because I think when you're looking at trying to predict if if, if somebody's going to win a game or not, I think you look at two things. On the offensive side of the ball, I think you look at the quarterback position. I think you have a distinct advantage 
when you're going into a game with a better quarterback. Distinct advantage. I don't think anyone could argue that. I think on the defensive side of football, you have a distinct advantage when you have the best secondary. Now, you could argue that. But the reason I point out teams with the best secondaries have the overwhelming advantage on the defensive side of football because secondaries impact the passing game every single play. You would say that the pass rush does the same, but pass rush does not get home consistently. Pass rush does not create pressure consistently. Good coverage is can be consistent. If you have a very good secondary, you are more apt to play good, solid coverage every single snap than you are in terms of getting pressure and or a sack. I just think right now in the modern NFL with everything tilted in terms of the passing game, I think secondary is more important than pass rush. So when I did this model, let me just give you basically what I did was I took the PFF grade for Ben Roethlisberger in 2018. I took the PFF grade for last year for every quarterback that they're going to face this year. I averaged it out, did a plus minus to see where the Steelers had an advantage. I did the same thing when it comes to the secondary. I looked at the Steelers PFF secondary grade from last year, took a, the, took a look at the opposition's grade from last year, averaged the two out, did a plus minus, and in games where the Steelers had the advantage, I predicted them to win that game. So let's go through on the quarterback side. The Steelers in the first four games face Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Deshaun Watson, and Ryan Tannehill. Now, in 2018, Ben Roethlisberger's PFF grade was 15. Now, in the first four games, Drew Locke, or excuse me, Daniel Jones' rating was 24. Now, for Drew Locke, Joe Barrow, and Dwayne Haskins, I just made them rank number 28. I took the bottom third and kind of put it in the middle and came up with 28 as their grade. So the opposition's grades for quarterback in the first four games, Giants 24, Broncos 28, Texans 9, Titans 4. These are all PFF grades. They faced Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Watson, and Tannehill. In the first four games, the Steelers have the advantage when it comes to the quarterback position. In the next two games, Texans and Titans, this is just PFF grades. Those teams have the advantage. When it comes to secondaries, the Steelers' secondary was rated number five. The Steelers' secondary, <coughs> excuse me, is better in every game against every opponent this year, except for the Buffalo Bills that are rated number four. So in the first four games, they face the number 30th ranked secondary in the Giants, number 10 in the Broncos, 24 in the Texans, and number 20 in the Titans. So what I did was I averaged the two. So the average of the Steelers quarterback grade of 15 and secondary grade is five. Divided by two, it's 10. I did the same thing with the Giants and um, with the with the Giants, Broncos, Texans, and Titans. And so what I did was I averaged those out, and then I just took a simple plus minus to tell me who would win. So in those first four games, 
the Steelers would be a minus 17. That means they would be favored by 17 ranking points. So they'd be a minus 17 in the first game. And this is how I did it for the entire schedule. Minus 17 in the first game against the Giants. Minus nine against the Broncos. Minus six and a half against the Texans. And a minus two against the Titans. Now, where the plus minus is really tight in terms of or small in terms of number, say like a minus five or lower, you could consider those toss up games. But for the purposes of this exercise, I just picked if the Steelers had a minus grade that they would win the game. So the Steelers would be favored according to my model in the first four games. I have them winning the first four games or the model has them winning the first four games. If you look at Eagles, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys in the next four games in terms of quarterback plus minus, the Steelers are favored at the quarterback position or have a better PFF rating when you look at the quarterback comparison in the Eagles game. Been over Wentz in the Browns game, been over Mayfield in the Ravens game. The, excuse me, in the Ravens game, they do not. And this is the problem with the model and the Steelers winning the AFC North is that when they go up against the Ravens, the separation between Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger offsets the difference between their secondaries. Lamar Jackson is rated fifth. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ben is rated 15th. The Steelers secondary is fifth. The Ravens secondary is nine. In that, in that scenario, when you compare against the Ravens, the Ravens, the Steelers are plus three in that game, which means they are, according to the model, they would lose that game. They would lose that game because they were plus three. They would also lose the Cowboys game because in that game, Dak Prescott is ranked fifth, and the Dallas secondary is ranked sixth. So the difference in the secondaries is not enough to offset the advantage that the model says or the PFF grade says the Cowboys have at the quarterback position. So those would be two losses against the Ravens and Cowboys. When you look at the next four games, Bengals, Jags, Ravens, and Skins, in terms of the Bengals comparison, Quarterback edge, minus 13 towards the Steelers. Minus five against Gardner Minshew. Uh, against the Ravens, again, they would lose that Ravens game because of what I described before. Lamar Jackson rated 10 spots ahead of Ben Roethlisberger. And the secondary difference of a five grade and a nine ranking minus four doesn't offset the difference of PFF thinking Lamar Jackson is that much better than Ben Roethlisberger. So the model has them, unfortunately, losing two games to the Ravens. Now, they win the rest of the games. So when you look at the rest of the games, so, so if the first four is Giants, Broncos, Texas Titans, 
Eagles, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. They lose to the Ravens and Cowboys. Then you go Bengals, Jags, Ravens, Skins. They lose to the Ravens again. The last four games of Bills, Bengals, Colts, and Browns, they win those games. So if you go through the schedule, because in the last four, the quarterback matchup would be Josh Allen, Joe Burrows, Rivers, and Mayfield. Ben Roethlisberger is favored better than all of those guys. So in terms of Haskins, 15 grade or, or ranking by PFF to 28. The Bills, 15 to 26. The Bengals, 15 to 28. The Colts, 15 to 17. The Browns, 15 to 18. And the secondaries in all those matchups, except for the Bills, the Steelers are better. Five to four. A ranking of five to 26. A ranking of five to 13. And a ranking of five to 22. So in terms of plus minus, in terms of my prediction factor, in those last four games, the Steelers will be a minus five, minus 17, minus five, and minus 10. The Steelers are only not a minus, meaning a favorite, in the matchups against the Ravens and the Cowboys. So I have those as the three losses, and that's how they get to 13 and three. Now, Vernon Woody asked who designed this model. This is just me, Vernon, uh, uh, coming up with this model. Um, and, and right, Alfred Fujisaki says Lance is assuming that Ben returns and is ranked 15 out of 32. He said, I don't know about everyone else, but I still place him as a top five quarterback for the past five years. That's opinion. That That's the opinion of Steeler fans. I'm just going with PFF because PFF is not a Steeler fan. They're just grading it out and doing whatever. And a lot of people consider PFF, you know, one of the gold standards in terms of ranking uh, quarterbacks and players, but I have the Steelers at 13 and three. That's why I have the Steelers as winning the division. The problem with the model and the Steelers winning the division is the Ravens, I think, are a deeper team and they play an easier schedule. And according to this model, the Steelers would drop two games to the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens will go 14 and two again. I just think that the Ravens somehow will not win the division. I had the Steelers at 13 and three with this model. And the biggest thing I think you see is when you take a look at the PFF grade for the quarterback position uh, for every single game, I mean, the, the plus minus is big. And this is assuming that Ben is just 15. And that's what the PFF grade had been for in 2018. I mean, you look at the Giants matchup, you know, Daniel Jones was rated 24th locked. 28th, Watson 9, Tannehill 4. They only face two quarterbacks in the top five in the National Football League. They got Tannehill 4th, Wentz 16, Mayfield 18, Lamar Jackson 5, Dak Prescott 10, Joe Burrow 28, Gardner Minshew 20, uh, Dwayne Haskins 28, Josh Allen 26, Joe Burrow 28, uh, River 17, Mayfield 18, they're not playing very good quarterbacks. And like I said, I think the most important factors, the two most important factors when you're one of trying to predict the schedule or predict how you're going to do, you have to look at the quarterback position on the offensive side of football. If you play bad quarterbacks consistently and you have a really good one, you know, you're going to win a bunch of games. I mean, you're going to win a bunch of games. The quarterback difference can offset everything. I mean, great quarterback play 
I mean, if you've got that, I mean, you've got, you know, three-fourths of it. I mean, because you have great quarterback play, I'm going to assume your offensive line play is pretty good because if he's under pressure consistently, your quarterback can't perform well. So if you've got a good quarterback that's performing and hanging and banging and doing their thing, you're going to win a lot of football games. The other thing on the defensive side of football is they play really bad secondaries according to PFF ranking. I mean, they play the 30th ranked secondary, 24th rated secondary in the Texans, in the Texans, 20th rated in the Titans, 21st in the Eagles, 22nd in the Browns, 26th in the Bengals, 27th with the Jags, 23rd with the Skins, 26th again with the Bengals, and 22nd with the Browns. They play bad secondaries. So when you look at the overall rating, according to PFF, they play the, the average rating of the quarterbacks they play in 2020 is 18. 18. That is bad, right? The average secondaries that you're playing is 18. <coughs> Excuse me. So they're playing bad quarterbacks and bad secondaries. The entire season. Now, this is just a model that I put together, and this is just predictive, and this is just predicting. But, man, when you're playing bad quarterbacks and bad secondaries, this gives you an outstanding opportunity to win. Now, Donald Nolan said, taking Ben's stats from 2018 and using all other quarterback stats from 2019 doesn't seem like a model that would give accurate results. But there's nothing else that I could do because Ben only played two games in 2019. So, I mean, I mean, I, that's the only thing that I could do. I mean, I mean, I'm not an advanced mathematician. I did go to Carnegie Mellon, but I mean, that's the only thing that I could do was do that. And Albert Fujisaki said, this is actually a really good way to set up your model, Lance, because it assumes mediocrity out of Ben and pretty much says the only way from there is up. Good take on this. And it just so happened to be that. Now, if I would have now, if I had to put Ben top five, I mean, they I, the model would say they win every game. But I think I had to go back to 2018 where he was graded out for an entire season. Now, of course, this is all speculative because Ben could absolutely suck. I mean, he could suck. I mean, he could suck. And now if Ben is not good, when you look at all these favorable quarterback matchups for the Steelers, then all of a sudden these games become a lot tighter. Um, so this is what I came up with because I always do a quarterback position, but I wanted to add the secondary, that piece of it to give a more holistic approach in terms of what I think uh, it, it would kind of turn out. So I have the Steelers at 13 and three. Got the Steelers at 13 and three. I got the Steelers winning the division. And if the Steelers go 13 and three and win a division, that's going to be the best record in the AFC and the Steelers will be on the stairway to seven. You know, you look at that Steeler defense, that secondary really positions them really well there. And, you know, again, they play really bad quarterbacks, 20 Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. I mean, how, does it get better than that? Uh, I, I mean, you know, Joe Burrow, again, Gardner Minshew, Dwayne Haskins, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield. I mean, it sets up really, really well from that perspective. And they play a bunch of bad secondaries. 
And so Ryan Kellerman asked, who do they lose to? According to this model, they lose to the Ravens twice in the Cowboys because of the separation and rating at the quarterback position is because they have PFF has Dak Prescott at 10 and Lamar Jackson at five. That separation of five spots between um, Ben Roethlisberger and Dak Prescott kills them when it comes to them winning that game. Now, there are a couple of games that are tight, you know, where that Tennessee Titan game is tight, where the plus minus or, you know, think of it as gambling. You know, if you're a minus, you're favored by two points, two ratings points in this case. That Titans game is an iffy game, too which they could go to 12 and four because they're only a minus two in that game in terms of looking at PFF quarterback grades and secondary grades. And again, the reason why they're a minus two, it's that low is because they're rated number five in the secondary. The Titans are 20th. So that's a difference of 15, but that's almost made up because Tannehill is rated fourth by PFF consider and Ben is rated at 15. So that's where it kind of makes up, but everywhere else, you know, there's the Bills game, minus five. That's closer. The Colts game is minus five. So if you would look at the model, those are pretty iffy games. Maybe those are coin flick games. But games like the Giants where the plus minus, they would be favored by 17 rating points. Broncos, nine rating points. Texans, six and a half rating points. The Eagles, eight and a half. The Browns, 10. I mean, there's some games where... um you know, the Bengals 17, the Jags 13 and a half, the Skins 15 and a half, Bengals 17, Browns 10. I mean, they're double digits in terms of the difference in ratings in terms of plus minus when you look at PFF grading in several matchups, which sets up for very favorable matchups. Now, Donald Nolan, this model does not include Mason and Duck also because the PFF grading for Mason and Duck was not there. And I'm not using Mason and Duck because I'm going to assume that they're not going to start. But if you threw Mason and Duck in there, just assume that Mason and Duck would be at least 28 or below. So any quarterback advantage that you have, you would have none. So you would not be favored probably in any of the games if you had Duck or Mason Rudolph starting at the quarterback position. But before I get out of here... Um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think I, I think I think on the Thursday show yesterday, Jeff and uh, the guys, Bad and, um, and and Dave, the Oracle Schofield, talked about uh, will there be fans in the stands uh, for games in the fall? And I don't see it. I I I, I don't see it. Um, I I think as money hungry as. NFL owners are, and, and they're going to they're going to lose a considerable amount of money. Now, 
even if they reduce the amount of people uh, who go to stadiums, they're still going to lose a considerable amount of money. Because I think the thing that's going to be true in the fall is this and this alone. There will still be no there will still be no vaccine for the virus COVID nineteen, and I want to send my condolences to anyone who's had a family member pass away as a result of COVID nineteen, and I want to send my prayers out to anybody who's currently sick. If you know someone sick with COVID nineteen that is trying to recover, and big up to Melvin. Have a great Memorial Day weekend for you and the fam. Thank you, Melvin, um, and, and get that grill going. And, and big up to you, Mel. Man, you got to send me an email. I want to send you a picture of my grandson with his Q Sci-Fi shirt on. He just turned, uh, I think he's turning seven months, and he has an Omega Sci-Fi shirt on. His dad is a Q dog uh, from Grambling. Gamma Gamma Heart is a hammer. Big up to the Grambling Qs. And uh, his his mom is a member of Delta Iota, Delta Sigma Theta, that chapter down in Grambling. So big up to you, Mel. Have a great weekend. Even if you reduce it the number of fans uh the nfl is still going to lose money because of the calculation there's a great article on uh there's a great article uh oh, oh big up to rodney lyles in fact all my all my family members are kappas in fact uh big up to you they're all beta epsilon out of pit they're all kappa they're all kappa men um so uh they're going to still lose money because of how the calculation over the cap did a fantastic job in breaking that down. The, the thing that concerns me with all of these plans with sports is that they aren't, they have not come up with contingency plans for what happens when a player gets infected, right? That that's, that's, that's that they have not come up with that. And until I hear something that makes sense to me, I just think it's not going to happen. Right. I think I think teams are going to. Uh, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think they're going to try to push it. I just you know, it, it's 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 an interesting look. I mean, it, it it's not from a public health, a public safety standpoint, a public health standpoint, you know, a mass gathering of that many people. Um, it's it's dangerous. And, um, you know, so I, I encourage all of you to really think seriously about if that's something that uh, you want to do. And again, uh, also, I want to send a big shout out to Snowman. Thank you for reminding us that Memorial Day is for all those that served. You know, that's why I have the camo hat on uh, for this particular show. And I want to send a big shout out to all of those who have served. I've had plenty of people in my family to have served. Um, and it seems like we're having a Panhellenic fight in the live chat. Big up to the members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Big up to you guys, 06. Uh, big up to the black and gold to you guys. I got I got mad alpha friends too. Big up to Builders Life 412, Perrysville in the house, Manchester in the building, baby. You know what it is. You know what it is. That's real close to home, Perrysville Ave, you know on the other side of the bridge. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they manage this because I don't think you can socially distance in an NFL game. You just can't. I mean, a bunch of you guys are going to be in the bathroom, inebriated, drunk, high five and hugging each other when somebody scores a touchdown. I just don't see how you can socially distance. And, you know, I don't necessarily trust people to be responsible. People want to be responsible. A lot of people have been, but just, you know, Man, it's a sporting event, man. You got a bunch of drinks. I mean, you got, I mean, come on, man. It's just a sporting event. They're social. I mean, you want to high five. You want to talk football. You want to talk ball. Um, you know, you want to do all that stuff. So um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. It, it, it's it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm not going to say you should go or you shouldn't, you know, you guys are grown. You can make that choice, but if you go, just be, uh, you know, try to practice social distancing, be socially responsible, take care of yourself, take care of others. Um, big up to Harry Walter from Monroeville, big up to everybody from, um, Allegheny County, 412 in the building, Chester County here, Manchester, big up to everybody. But, you know, I do want to encourage you guys have a very safe, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I know you guys got the itch, so make sure you guys are just safe out there, man. You know, you know, take, you know, be considerate of yourself and of others. I mean, nobody wants to deal with COVID-19. Nobody wants to infect anybody. Uh, nobody wants to have a member of their family infected. So the nation has to take care of the nation. But in conclusion, the Steelers will win the division and finish 13 and three because they are going up against very average quarterbacks and even better yet they're going up against average secondaries that Ben Roethlisberger Juju Smith-Schuster Deontay Johnson James Washington Claypool Ebron Vance McDonald will be able to take advantage of because Big Ben is back with no beard and the bionic arm is ready to go. And I do not want to leave out the electronic football man, Ryan Switzer, who's going to have 1,000 catches with no yards after the catch. That offensive weapon, they're going to take advantage of all those bad secondaries and Big Ben is going to be back in a big way. But with that, and big up the Ezra with the ribs, the brats, the wings from the grill. Actually, I'm going to try beyond some. I'm going to try to do veggie burgers this weekend. You know, I'm turning over a new leaf. But as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe, and stay safe.